Hello and welcome to Animation Aficionados, Episode 2, where we are starting our uh, multi-part examination of Marvel's animated properties in the 90s and beyond. We have with us again uh, Donald. Hello. And TV's Mr. Neil. Hello. Yes, and... Uh, He's not on TV. <laughs> Lies. You missed the gag. It was in an earlier take. Yes. Yes. We lost internet gold. Y yes. <laughs> now you're stuck with internet bronze. Well, it could have been internet pewter. Mm. I don't know. I like to shoot for internet palladium. But, you know, we just can't do that every episode. Yes. it's uh... Yes, we have to make a new element. <laughs> yes. About five metallurgy, you know, metallurgists just got that. <laughs> Yes. Well, actually, I think I hope that the people who saw Iron Man two got that as well. Oh yeah, right, Palladium. Yes. <laughs> yes. Forgot about that. Yes. Anyways, uh, we are starting our examination with uh, the series that's uh, called Fox's X Men and uh, X Men: The Animated Series, and we're going to examine the series itself, what they did right and what they did wrong, and what its com competition was back then, and why it, at least in my opinion, failed. All right, uh, let's uh, start with uh, Neil. Neil has a lot of interesting background information on uh, Marvel's early animated forays in the 90s. Well, I, I know pretty much what uh, what went up to went up to that point. I'm not I'm not really an expert on like what was going on during the, the X Men series, but. Uh, I did have some opinions about the animation quality and the uh, the cast choice. Um, a lot of different opinions, not not all negative, <laughs> mostly negative. <laughs> but uh, I I believe the show was done almost exclusively by uh, Acom Studios, which is not a very good overseas studios, known for uh, really wonky animation uh, and uh, bad in betweens like. What what was the word that you had? I I can't remember. Tweens? Yeah, tweens. Yes. Yeah. It was like five frames. Like every five frames, they'd have a new draw. Yes. It was really it was really uh, choppy. Yeah, it's uh, another thing to uh, keep in mind with the with the uh, Fox X Men series is if you ever look at the last couple episodes, it was done by the same people who did Captain Planet. <laughs> That's exactly what it reminds me of. I was watching, I'm like, oh my god, this is exactly like Captain Planet. <laughs> the last couple of episodes, that is. It's, when they first started it, uh, when they first started it, and this is one of the flaws that they had with the whole thing, was they went with this really heavy inkline style comic book uh, animated uh, designs that really didn't work, number one, because comic book designs with heavy inklines are designed to be uh, number one still. And number two, you know, the, those shadowy lines stay in those places because the character is standing with light hitting their bodies in certain ways. And to have, like, those dark, heavy lines on the bodies, and no matter which light that the characters move in, in animation looks, quite frankly, wrong. And I didn't know exactly what to call it when I was a child, but I know, knew something was wrong with it. It looked like they were trying to uh, get, the, get out of the animation the same kind of stuff they were getting from... Uh from Toei in the in the 80s like uh, Pride of the X-Men yeah exactly like Pride of the X-Men except they actually had really good animators working on that yeah not very good writers though <laughs> well yeah sorry what do you think you are a dingo why yeah uh, 
Wolverine was Canadian and he had an Australian accent for some Yes. What was that about? <laughs> I think they were just psychic. Because like what what happened what happened later? Wolverine played by an Australian. Twice. Ooh. Yes. Hugh Jackman and Scott McNeil. Scott McNeil. Okay. And, you know, that was one of the flaws of it. Another flaw I felt was, in the writing perspective, was they decided that uh, it was actually a good idea, just a really bad uh, execution. They decided the best way to introduce the audience to these characters and to this world where things are so different with mutants and uh, mutant registration and persecution, you know, Using using a page from the old uh, Jack Kirby playbook, when the X-Men were introduced way back when, in the 70s, the X-Men were teenagers. And they decided to do the same thing with this series by introducing us the point of view. You know, our introduction to this world was through the eyes of uh, Jubilee. Except that didn't work because Jubilee was freaking annoying. A lot like uh, Daniel from the Transformers. <laughs> mm. you, mean, you, mean a- you mean during the movie and afterwards? Yeah. Because I actually liked Spike. Everybody liked Spike. I didn't. They, they, oh, wait, no, Spike, sorry. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was thinking of, I was thinking of, of Shia. <laughs> Nobody likes Shia, except, for, no, except no. for Steven Spielberg, who's convinced in his heart of hearts that Shia LeBeau is the second coming of Tom Hanks. Ooh. He, he even said so. He said, he said that the reason he loves Shia LeBeau so much is because it reminds him of a young Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Without the talent. Yeah. So, around bosom buddies then, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. The Spike was alright. Daniel was just... Ugh. Yes, and uh, with Jubilee, it didn't really work because she was just so annoying. I think it's the high-pitched voice, the pink shirt, the, the, the glasses, the 80s-style glasses. The... Don't forget, you know, the, the total Valley Girl thing, even though she's... I guess from New Jersey. Isn't she supposed to be Asian? Yeah, well, she's she is Asian, but she's from she's a New Jersey Valley. Girl, I re- I, I really couldn't see Asian in her design. I thought she was Caucasian for most of my life until I found out she was Asian by reading the comics. Well, I don't think well, half the time in the comics she doesn't look Asian either. <laughs> yeah, it's and that was that was their flaw. They decided that, that we should journey through the uh, the adventure uh, through the eyes of Jubilee. And that caused many problems because I didn't like Jubilee back then. I don't like her now. <laughs> and I doubt anyone else here likes him. It's a... Actually, I, I used to, but that's... Eh. And, you know, they... I'm impressed by it yeah. now, honestly. Actually had, actually had like a fourth wall crush on her. That's... I don't know why. That's that's kind of sad. Especially... I know. I, I'm I'm a sad person. And uh, there were other mistakes they made, like uh, a lot a lot of their early stories were pretty much a play-by-play uh, recaps of a comic that was released a couple of years before then. Because I remember there was a there was a an episode of the X-Men series where it was a Wolverine fighting Alpha Flight, mm-hmm. and a couple of years later I found in a comic book store a used comic that was pretty much Wolverine fighting Alpha Flight with pretty much the fight going exactly the same way. Yep. Uh, there's a website, out there, there's a website out there I found called um, uh, the Marvel Animation Age. Mm. It's a uh, it's on Toon Zone. Uh, you can't so, uh, you can't trust Toon Zone. They are they they suck up to studios and uh, producers like crazy. Look, they don't they don't. Hold. That look well look. 
Kevin, you don't let me finish. Okay, well, look here. Here's the thing, though. It's comparing what exactly they took from the comics. You know, pretty much. You know, pretty much everything they did from this. You know, from the issues mm-hmm. and what, how they translate and how they just turn them, you know, straight into episodes. Yes. It, it remind it reminds me of what we were ta- of what you mentioned. Uh, you know, yet the last time. How in the '60s Marvel would just take the would just take the comics and they'd you know they just like superimpose mouths over them and little moving moving lips just pan over the still images. It seems like you know it it reminded me a lot of that of uh you know uh, of that kind of thing. Yes, the um yes the minority feel. Uh. Yes, and uh, that was that was one of their flaws. Definitely, they they did not know what they were doing. Obviously, it's uh, very similar to what uh, Matt Groening said uh, when he did the original Simpsons shorts for the uh, whatever show, Tracy Ullman show. show. He he drew this he drew the storyboards and he thought that the animators would make things look great, and then he got the first ones back and they were like yeah. <laughs> terrible. It's, you can you can still watch the Tracy Ullman sh- shots uh, shorts on YouTube and they are hilarious. Yeah, they, they have been known to cause eye bleeding though. Just speaking of bleeding, another thing about X Men is X Men season two episode two till death do us part. <laughs> there is a scene in this. There's a scene in this episode. This this is where I'm gonna get the phrase ball bitingly bad. There is a there is a sequence where Mr. Sinister cements himself as one of the most notorious Marvel villains ever, not for trying to destroy the world, not for trying to control the world, but trying to propagate the summer's gene pool. Also for his lips. And for his lips. It's uh, I'm gonna let you all listen to into this sequence, and uh, I'm gonna let you know that the visuals make it much worse. Your genetic material will be the foundation. In this sequence, Mr. Sinister summons a carnivorous vine with teeth. And then he says he's going to take Scott Summers' genetic material. You see him place, you know, move the vine out of you, and then you hear a horrifying crunch and watch Scott Summers' face cringe terribly while he wails in pain. And then this dried up little thing spits out of the vine. So the vine just bit his testicle off. Yes. 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 It's a it's a ball bitingly bad moment. I suggest any everyone who can find this clip and watch it. Well, you could just put a link in. There I could or... put the link in there. Yes. And uh, th- keep in mind that this scene probably was what inspired the horror movie teeth well no that that's a different thing entirely that's i mean the the, the vagina dentata myth has been around for, th- for for like thousands of years it's on tv tropes even lovely yes vagina dentata <laughs> lovely yes it's uh, it's just one of the problems that this series had it's uh, there were some improvements they did and there were some good things there were things that they did right uh, they did Cast what became in every child's mind the definitive Wolverine voice. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. And uh, that was that was big. I, you know, most of the other voice actors they cast were I could have t- take or leave. Rogue was kind of good. Storm came off as kind of I don't know. Mm. And uh, Gene was kind of whiny. 
Yeah. We we can't talk about bad voices without talking about Gambit. Oh yes, the uh, the uh, what were they what were they going with again? Cherry. Yes, the, the, it was it was it was a it was a guy trying to imitate a uh, Cajun accent. Yeah, having had one described to him by a deaf person. <laughs> Their beast was pretty good. Yeah. The, at least the voice was. The yeah. design for Beast was terrible. I think what was wrong with the design for Beast? So much black in it. Like he could be he could be standing in a bright sunny day and there'd be like huge black shadows all over him. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, uh, well, everyone had that. Beast more so than everybody else. Well, what about Cyclops? His costume was supposed to be blue, look, but all the time it's got these huge black shadows on it. Well, yes, that's true. But he, that spandex is it's like has a lot of curves on it. I could see arguments for that, but Beast is like furry. Mm-hmm. And, fur- and furry doesn't have molded muscles on it. It's furry's furry. It's well, some furries have bulging muscles, but you you don't want to go to that website. No, thank you. No, thank you. We won't we won't put any links in the bottom. No, no, it's no. Please don't. <laughs> and uh, that's just that's just several things that they did wrong. And there were there were some things that they did that was that were interesting. Uh, first of all. They, uh, their take on the Phoenix Saga was kind of condensed. This was I remember when they did the Phoenix Saga, they made a big deal about it because they actually changed their time slot from uh, Saturday morning to like uh, Friday evening for a while. They made a big deal about it. I remember when I was young, they made a big deal about it. We're make We're airing this prime time now. Yeah, so, you know, kids wouldn't be up to watch it. Like 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night, they, they aired it. And I remember that because the first episode they aired late at night, was the one with Lady Deathstrike, who had a horrible voice actress, and and you know that's part of the problem that the show had was uh, was also it was very Wolverine centric. It was you know that was back during the time when Wolverine was Marvel's cash cow who appeared on six teams until it revealed one was a scroll. <laughs> Look it up. And uh, wait, so so was that a Secret Invasion reference, or was that before? It was before. Oh god! No, no, no! It really happened. And Wolverine was like on six different teams, and uh, and people were like, "How could he be doing this when he's doing that with uh, with X Force somewhere?" And then they and then the writers realized, "Wait, we're using Wolverine too much. We have to say one of them's a scroll." Fucking scrolls. Yes. Oof. Yes. Oh, that sounded that sounded so weird. Yes. And uh, Neil. Yes. Yes, are we sort of leaving you behind here? I got lost in a thought, and I, I was just waiting to catch up. Okay, okay, and uh, you know their their take on Phoenix Saga was eh, good, bad. It it was it was sort of bland. It was sort it was sort of beige with a with a slight tinge of been done. And uh, the only sequence they did that. That was completely new with their Phoenix saga was the idea that uh, that Phoenix took a part of each of the X Men's life to give Gene's life back, and he did this like Tree of Life drawing that fans love. I don't remember a Tree of Life. I remember everyone like all holding hands and singing Kumbaya. It's a big sparkly thing, you know, just ripped a bit of soul out of their chest, and that, you know, for kids. Well, yes. Well, everyone knows when you start singing Kumbaya, you 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 risk having your soul ripped out or at least a portion of it yeah i can feel part of mine dying just thinking about it you and me both brother right. and 
thing is this. And Neil is what? Yes. yes, and the thing is this. I remember watching this series, and I remember I really didn't tune in too often. I remember watching certain episodes. I remember the one where Wolverine left the team and went to Japan for a while. I remember the one where Wolverine left the team and went to Alaska for a while. Mm-hmm. I remember the one where Wolverine left the team and fought Alpha Flight. I remember the one where Wolverine left the team and teamed up with uh, Silver Fox and uh, and Sabretooth to fight somebody. You know, I do remember the Alpha Flight one, but that was just because I was watching it. I remember going, who the fuck are these people? Where are the X-Men? <laughs> it's like, exactly. it's like do, I, do I really care about these two uh, people with French accents that uh, are twins, almost like the Wonder Twins, but gayer? And and I'd like to point out that I'm Canadian, and I couldn't be brought to care about an episode about Alpha Flight. And they're the only guys we have. Don't you have Beta Flight now? Yeah. Who? Oh, don't don't fucking talk to me about Beta Flight. Omega Flight? Uh, yeah, the, the... How did we go? How did we go right from Beta to Omega? There's there's like twenty flights we missed. Well, blame the airlines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's just really odd that they they did that. They went there. I also remember the episode with uh, with the Shi'ar attacking Earth, and uh, and they did this thing where showing all the mutants around the world and all the other heroes around the world helping everybody. And the most they could do was show Spider-Man's hand. It was another website that had a big list of all the little cop-out cameos they did, but I can't find it no more. <laughs> yeah, so I remember they did that because they weren't sure how they were going to do a Spider-Man series or something like that. It was it was it was a pretty bad almost cameo. You know the real problem with it was because like it it was almost written for people who all you know who already knew everything about the X Men. It wasn't a gateway series at all. It was a fan wank series. Not a very good one either because it didn't do anything different with it. it. Didn't try to challenge the material because it was pretty much a transcription of it, and uh, and you know I. You know, it it brought some of the best and most of the worst of the series with it. Mm -hmm. That's where I was having problems with it, because I was not a reader of the comic, and I couldn't get into it. I I kind of lost interest in the middle of the Phoenix saga. And uh, Ben and I were having a a, a discussion on on our uh, crossover group earlier today, and one of the things we couldn't uh, convey to someone on there was that... uh, for someone who wasn't reading the comic, there was nothing in this cartoon that really drug you in at all. No, there really wasn't, other than the other one. Everyone I knew at school thought Wolverine was awesome. Exactly. Yep. And that's because he had claws in his hands. And said, bub. Yes. It was like, grr, bub, snick, bub, best at what I do, bub. Snick, bub. Oh, God. Oh. They're making four new animated series. Yes, they are. They're all done by Warren Ellis. Yes, they are. <sighs> yes, it is. It's it's just a sign of the times. They don't understand what they're doing, so they're just throwing everything at the at the big names again. And and like I said, back at during that time I was watching X Men. Not often, but I was watching it. But I was also watching Batman the animated series around that time, and that was a show that really did keep my interest. And uh, because I'm not going to talk about Batman the animated series in depth here, because that would be unfair to it. But uh, just a, th- a couple things they did right was uh, they kept focus on one central character. They uh, they also uh, had animation designs 
meant for animation, it probably helped that uh, Bruce Tim was an animator and understood what he was doing when he made those designs and understood what he was going to ask those animators overseas to do. Yeah, in fact, uh, I have I have uh, the DVDs for the uh, the Ren and Stimpy show, and on on the commentaries that they have one of the guys from Batman who said absolutely they were catering to the strengths of the uh, the Korean animators. They weren't doing what what uh, X Men was doing. Yes, at all. <laughs> which is exposing the weaknesses. Yes. Yes, which is uh, which is quite sad. It's because. Uh, Korean animators are really good. It's uh, I I can't think of any an episodes of the Fox X Men series that were done by anybody other than uh, wh- whoever Dick was sending for Captain Planet and uh, Acom. I can't think of any other animator. I I know I know for a fact that TMS never touched a single episode hmm. because it it would have probably made so that like a sore thumb. <laughs> it would have. It would have broken the animation continuity. Like, whoa, who worked on this episode? It'd be like the only episode people would watch. It's like that, uh, the one episode of Batman where it's a two-parter with, uh, with Clayface. The first half of it is, uh, is animated by Acom, and the second half is animated by TMS. And there's this, <laughs> there's this huge difference. Well, you can also notice that the first half was was wasn't written as quite as good as the second half. The first half was pretty much all set up. It's like they planned it. Yes. Yeah, I noticed that. It looked like they did that deliberately. They're like, okay, Acom's not very good, but you know, this this <laughs> we're just gonna write this so that they're not getting any of the good things. We're just writing exposition. And yeah, that's that's a problem. Uh, that's another problem with the X Men series was the exposition. Uh. It's it's the, it's not only the fact that it was catering to the fans. It was the fact that they they tried they they liked to uh, wax poetic with, you know, it, they knew that their primary audience already knew knew this shit, but they had to go on about it anyways, because you know it's it's also the the, the uh, summers focus that they that they did that I really don't like because I think that the summers is or however you pronounce the plural of summers. Are not the most interesting part of the X Men. It's 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 not about that. It's about the other characters. The, because the whole idea of X Men, it's the little guy. You have to root for the little guy. It's being persecuted by the man. You know, and not to mention that uh, when it was first conceived, mutanthood was uh, a an allegory to uh, puberty. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, but back when I did that, it was it was crap. It was just like five rich white guys. In spandex, going, oh, we're persecuted. Ooh. It had its charms. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so does a third eye in the middle of your forehead. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's that's really the problem that the X Men series had was it didn't know what its identity was, other than you know we're catering to the fans. You know, it's. People who would who would know all these things about. I remember when they when they introduced uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, and uh, Quicksilver, Quicksilver, yes, and th- for one episode about Magneto's children, it's like they brought him in there. And it's like it's like you're supposed to know half of this stuff already is what they assumed because who's this guy who can run really fast and why is it, why is his sister a witch? I remember one episode Gambit was in Genosha or something. Yes, I think it was Gambit. I don't know. He had a collar around his neck yes 
And all of a sudden, Cable just fucking shows up out of nowhere. And he says his usual thing, my name's Cable, remember it. Then he just wait, and it's like he waves at the camera, and he does a little tap dance, and he gets out of there. Because that's pretty much all, the, all he fucking did. He appeared just to please the fans. Yeah, and all he did was say, my name is Cable, remember it. It's sort of like the episode of, uh, of Venture Brothers where that robot shows up saying, saying, do not interact with me! Yeah. I'm trying to picture Cable tap dancing. I don't think I've ever seen his feet. <laughs> well, well, you you have to remember his name. Mm. Who? <laughs> but yeah, I I hated the I hated the Cable moments as well, and it was just not a good series. Let, let's just let's just get down to it. It was not a very good series, and. You know, they try to do a lot of things. They try to introduce a lot of things. I don't think anything that they did in the cartoon ever passed into the comics proper. Nah. Well, I mean, they, they were everyone's just jacking off the comics. And you don't want to pass something in back into yourself that you jacked <laughs> off, unless you're into that. And, you know, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Except for everything. Hey, hey, we're, we're not being judgmental. Unless it's about animation yes it's we'll fucking judge the hell out of you bitch yes we will and you know that's the biggest problem that that the fox series had is the fans yeah. are also like that they're like they're like don't judge us they, they talk about how the story elevated the animation up to a higher pedestal than the animation originally was at and i'm like no really no it, it really didn't work no and they don't understand that and you know, this is this is just our journey back to nostalgia. Okay, and uh, the biggest thing is, you know, next week we're going to review uh, the Fox Spider-Man series, also called Spider-Man the Animated Series. Fox's Spider-Man. Uh, can't punch anybody. Um, laser pistols galore. Uh, bad CGI city. Oh, oh God. And uh, whatever Perry's Guitar Licks series. I don't know what you want to call it, but I call it crap. All I can think of now is Tyler Perry trying to play guitar. And that's just Joe Perry. Joe Perry, yes. It's like, oh, but the Joe Perry guitar solo is awesome in that opening. Yeah. yeah. No. No, it's, I don't I don't care if you have a guitar solo from uh, from from Jimi Hendrix. You can't make that series good. What if the series, what if Jimi Hendrix had been like had been like his sidekick? Who's Spider Man's sidekick? Yeah, you know he just goes around, you know he plays he's oh Jesus purple haze at the at the bad guys. They all get stoned and stop doing evil. I think they actually did some sort of series like that already, but with MC Hammer and Magic Shoes. Oh. Damn you! You ruined my delightful fantasy. All right, well, it's we gotta go. It's a next next week's episode. We're gonna talk about the uh, Fox's uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man the Animated Series, Bad CGI City, and also known as previously on Spider-Man. All right, uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, just uh, email me on the uh, description if you want to appear in the next episode. Thank you. Good night. Later. Later.